As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's raise some ruckus, baby. What do you say? Let's raise some hell. Let's raise some hell. I say let's raise some ruckus. No, I say let's raise some cane. Let's raise some cane! Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, June 19th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him is the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. hey Heyo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com, and after today's classic, check out the brand new Is This Good podcast with our very own Tass Mellis joining Matteo and JD to discuss Cat Scratch Fever, Victory Cigarettes, the worst baseball fans to sit next to, and a whole lot more. So, <laughs> a lot ITG. of topics. Yeah. Wow, a Matt. Just flies through topics. You know how he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we ain't sitting on a topic too long. No, that's right. It was a good time. Very good, good stuff. Time. So Is This Good has its own podcast feed, its own YouTube feed, so seek that out and uh, join the Patreon, too, for Matteo and JD over there. Can't wait to listen to that one. But first, TK, we got all sales a tree. Yeah, we do. The Washington Wizards reportedly are finalizing a deal to trade all-star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. Per Shams, the Suns are sending Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a package of future second-round picks, and multiple pick swaps to D.C. in exchange for Beal. Now, Jordan Goodwin has been told he's likely being included in this deal, too, so we'll put him on the board there, Beal and Goodwin, to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Chris Paul, Shamit, and like I said, the second-round picks and a couple first-round pick swaps there is a chance that the trade could eventually include a third team uh specifically to acquire chris paul but the basic framework is done tas Mellis, let's start from the suns side of things oh the suns interesting yeah we'll get to the wizards and a bunch of questions surrounding them with chris paul and a couple of their own guys but or like from the sun side of things or from the wizards what the hell well yeah (laughs) yeah i mean getting nothing for bradley beal that's a fairly good question to start with. They backed themselves in a corner. There's no doubt over the last few years, they took forever to make this happen. Now with the new CBA coming. Yeah, they played themselves. There's no doubt. They are picking a direction. That's fine. But here, what we thought last year, a first-round pick and a young player, is that a lot to ask for Bradley Beal looking at everything that's happened the last few years? No, it shouldn't be. They didn't even get one of those. They didn't get a young player or a first-round pick. They got pick swaps, which isn't the same thing. So, sure. I mean, yeah, that, that's just what the hell happened. On the other side... Well, hold on. Isn't what the hell happened is when yes. they gave Bradley Beal a no-trade clause? They played themselves, yeah. And he's like... Uh, he also played them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> which... That's why this it, deal it, sucks. Exactly. That's why this deal sucks. <laughs> I mean, honestly, a little bit shameful from Beal to go from wanting to win in Washington to basically destroying Washington basketball for the next decade. Um... Bit of a curveball there, uh, for sure, but it's crazy to think that we were talking about 
trade packages over the weekend, or before the weekend, and Tass is like, they got to get something better than the 18th pick. They would love to have gotten the 18th yeah, pick here. Yeah. Well, if Miami did apparently offer two first-round picks, and essentially that no-trade clause prohibited it, the Wizards from trading him to any team but the Phoenix Suns. That's right. what that's what it feels like. He just said, I'm only going to that one team. They didn't even have first-round picks to offer, so this is what they ended up with. Money savings. And that's it. Do you think a part of that is uh, on Father's Day of all days, uh, the Mark <laughs> Bartlesign, um, the agent of Bradley Beal, his relationship with the new CEO of the Suns, Josh Bartlesign, his son, is the only team he'll decide to go to? You think that's just a coincidence? I don't. Uh, I mean, I think the, the skids were certainly greased, um, but I mean, it all comes down to the to the no trade clause. Absolutely. Uh, because the Washington or the Miami deal seemed better, even though by all accounts, it ended up being Lowry, Robinson, and then first round picks. That's way better. That's better. I would love the first round picks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would love Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Like he would maybe actually play for the team. Yeah. There's no guarantee that Chris Paul's around. There's no guarantee that Landry Shamit's around. They, they got nothing. They got nothing for their second leading scorer all time. It's nuts, I guess. <laughs> but I hear people saying that the Wizards won this deal. Whatever. There's no way they won this deal. <laughs> they are picking a direction that's wonderful for them. They're not going to be a middling team. They're just going to be a bad team, and that's yeah. good. But why not take on a first-round pick? It doesn't cost you money right off the bat. It doesn't do anything but give you hope. Give those Wizards fans hope that this might be a good player in the future. So it's the no trade clause uh, is the screw job. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And like you said about the Bartlestein thing, if Bradley Beal waves his no trade clause now, then you know he's doing somebody a favor there <laughs> in, yeah, in yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, sure. Uh, because the no trade clause is back. He's still part of his contract. Yeah. He <laughs> so he still <laughs> controls sick. it. That's Maybe it's the last one we ever see in NBA history, I mean, at least for the foreseeable future, until somebody screws up again. But why would you give somebody a no trade clause when you see this happen? So Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is the fun part. <laughs> uh, after acquiring Kevin Durant in February um, and using a lot of their draft capital to make that happen, uh, going all in on KD, obviously going out in the second round to your eventual champion Nuggets, they what doubled down here, Trey Kirby, in acquiring Bradley Beal for not a lot. We're we're all in agreement with that for yep. next to nothing, but. They have put themselves into a bit of a corner here in regards to their uh, to the number of players on their team that make all the money, and now they have to <laughs> fill out like ten roster spots with uh, you know next to nothing, especially when we start talking about this second apron uh, around the horizon. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because the Suns got better. Uh, Bradley Beal definitely an upgrade over Chris Paul. Uh, I mean, I guess you would probably have the same availability concerns for both of them. But as we saw with Chris Paul, like going into the playoffs, at this point, you should expect him to miss some games. Um, Beal, on the other hand, we don't know because he hasn't played in the playoffs for quite some time. But they got better. They didn't really give up anything in Chris Paul and Landry Shamick, guys who are rotation players, but replaced by Beal, certainly. And I think uh, they came into Sunday being the second best team in the Western Conference, and they leave Sunday being the second best team in the Western Conference. So they got better but not in any areas where they needed to improve after watching the way things went against the, uh, the Nuggets in mm-hmm. the playoffs. They had no chance against Jokic. Most teams don't, so yeah. that's going to continue to be the case. They didn't have enough depth to hang with the Nuggets. You don't need a ton of guys, but you need more than four. And right now they've got four, and all the guys that they're going to have to sign again because there's no other ways to really improve this team. So what, you're bringing back campaign, Ish Wainwright, Tory Craig, Guys who could play one game in the playoffs against the champions and then were completely useless. So, basically the same for the Suns. But now they got Bradley Beal. That's it. More marketable, I guess. They got beat down by the Nuggets, no doubt. Chris Paul didn't even really play in that series. He was a shell of himself for two games. I guess he played seven quarters. He had one good quarter. He had eight points, and then he went. He was gone. <laughs> so, so they had they had Durant and Booker, and yeah, I guess they won the most games off of any uh, from. The Nuggets out of anybody in the entire NBA, <laughs> winning two. Uh, and and Beal will help their offense. They can score uh, with the Nuggets. But I do agree, they got to change up their makeup, really. And I think the only way they can do that is trading DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. They've got three scorers now. They they don't need Ayton to, to do that on that end. Yeah, he got beat by Jokic. So does everybody. I think Jock Landale coming in for DeAndre Ayton played him better, to be all, and uh, you know, to be honest. And those are the type of guys you need around Booker, 
Beal, and Durant. Grinders. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. And so I think Aiton, look at him as a fourth banana now. Is he going to be happy? I would think there's very, very, very little chance he's going to be content, going to be able to do the grinding work. When he wasn't really doing that last year, they tried to get him involved. So I think they got to trade him uh, for yeah, for sort of it. multiple pieces. Some defenders, for sure. Yeah. He is owed uh, eight and is $32.46 million in uh, 23-24, so next season. He has almost $100 million guaranteed to him over the next three years. I mean, when you look at the Suns right now, they have nearly three-quarters of a billion dollars in guaranteed money on their books Doesn't for, matter, for Beal, Booker, Durant, and Aiton. Well, it, no, it's not our money, but it matters in the sense of obviously building out the rest of the roster. Like you're saying, these guys that they have on their team, they need to convince to come back or re-sign them and then go find... A bunch of vet minimum guys. Come on back, Dwight Howard. Hey, Demarcus Cousins, what are you doing? Uh, Mike James, he has a relationship with Kevin Durant playing overseas. You know, it's like oh, or or this idea, and I'd love to hear your opinions on possibly trading Eaton. Is that is that a smart move? Should the Suns look to do that? Absolutely, that's a smart yeah. move. I think they're not going to get a player as talented as Eaton. Eaton's still good. He was like eighteen and ten last year, but like Tass is saying, there was drama with. In the franchise and between Aiton and the franchise, maybe that lessens now with Monty Williams being gone and Chris Paul being gone. I don't know, uh, but it's basically been two seasons of Aiton being unhappy, and now he's going to get even less looks. Like, the guy's going to be Joel Anthony out there, and I don't think that's what he wants. So one player turned into two, I think probably is smart uh, for the Suns, but like, are you getting excited about P.J. Washington, Kelly Oubre, and either Big Mark or Big Nick? Probably not. <laughs> Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, that's interesting, that's but that interesting. deal couldn't happen last year. Yeah. You got to have somebody that's really excited about Aiton. I guess the Pacers did sign him to his contract, so maybe he's on the move. Uh, but you're not getting anybody better than DeAndre Ayton in this trade. And guess what? The best player in the league is a center. Like, you got to have a good center. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, this is tough. It's I heard Tim Bontemps compare the Suns to the Lakers team with Westbrook, where it was LeBron. Davis and Westbrook as the big three. And then you got basically minimum contract guys. They didn't have the right mix around those three. They had to trade everybody and they wasted a year and a half doing it. So something similar could be in the mix uh, for Phoenix here, having three guys that you know are making 90% of your salary cap and you're just trying to find whatever scraps you can. You're talking about three guys that are out of the league who might need to come back and help this team. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, they got to get creative with the trade. I did this with the Chicago Bulls. Alex Caruso, the headline. They have been rumored to wanting to deal him because they got to move on. DeAndre Ayton, a young, promising big. Yeah. Come on over. That would be the, the biggest part, I would say. Patrick Williams giving up on him as, a, as another rotation guy. And really the thing that would make it work money-wise is the contract of Lonzo Ball. Maybe you get some insurance back for that uh, because he's always injured. But I think that helps the mentality of the team with Caruso and Patrick Williams. It's as a great depth. trade for the Suns. It's a great trade. That'd for the be Suns. a yeah. great. The Bulls, trade. I would hope, say no to that. Yeah. Why? They get Aiton out of it. They've Sorry. got an old Caruso. What? Why? I mean, Lonzo. If Lonzo Ball's not playing, I don't know. He was rumored to be moved on. So I think, mm. I think there's a possibility. The other ones I've seen are Aiton to the Mavericks for like Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, maybe a JaVale McGee to get like some sort of center in there. The one I like, uh, you know, it, does, it lacks a center or size, but would the Magic be interested in all in like a, a cheap buy on DeAndre Ayton? Could you do like Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, and Michael Carter Williams? They have like something like that. I thought that too. They got a lot of forwards, but they also have a lot of centers. I yeah. Mean, then, yeah. Then they're just a, a glut of a team as big. So it makes a lot too. Yes. Thirty-two million <laughs> next season, thirty-four the season after that, thirty-five and a half after. So yeah. a team has to love them. Yeah. Like. It gets because it gets it's going to get harder to trade players on big contracts too because all the over cap teams won't be able to aggregate guys. Yeah. So I don't know. Some teams got to really, really believe in Aiton, and I don't know that a lot of teams do. The team he's playing on, who's been one of the best teams in the league, doesn't believe in him. Yeah, you got to find just one. I mean, the Pacers signed him to a contract last mm-hmm. year, twelve months mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Suns matched, and the, but then the Pacers signed Turner again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's that's a, that's a weird one. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a fit there for the Pacers to to make that deal. I I, I wouldn't really get it, <laughs> but but you have some hope with Aiton to be a, a young 
young center for the future. I haven't looked at the Pelicans, maybe. I mean, that's that sounds a little crazy, but yeah, that's more of a Phoenix Sun situation, wanting to pry one of their big defensive wings because Trey Murphy has surpassed Herb Jones in the depth chart. I mean, it's if you can scoop Herb Jones, you're laughing, uh, but I don't know. Do the Pelicans really love that over Jonas Valanciunas? Probably not. Uh, they, they, yeah, they got to find somebody who's a little desperate, a little desperate, and and sort of on the back end. That's why I like the Bulls deal because they're, you know, they're wanting to rebuild, and so you got to find a, a perfect scenario. But it has to happen sooner rather than later because of the the CBA. Mm-hmm. But you all think that this is the move, the next move for Ishbia and the Suns here to try and and move off of Aiton. You don't believe, you know, new coach in there, Frank Vogel can uh, get something out of Aiton and you can he can be your fourth banana, expensive fourth banana, but like have him commit and then and then try your best to fill out the rest of the roster. It's just the easiest path forward to get two or three capable players for Aiton. It sounds like everybody's saying. I think so because I don't envision Aiton saying I want to be the defensive player of the year. I want to lead the league in rebounding. Yeah. If he had a complete change in mindset, why would you trade him? Yeah. You know, if yeah. he was if he was a lockdown defender who just wanted to set screens, roll to the basket and dunk, Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what you'd be looking for in a in a replacement, basically. Uh, but it seems unlikely that that will be the case. The guy said that success in the NBA is getting your second contract, and he did. So he's all <laughs> about that bag, <laughs> which uh, you know, respect to him. But uh, I don't know. It seems like the better, smarter move would be to turn one player into multiple players because they got to have more than four. Matt Ishbia, man, this guy, he just doubled Money down. Matt. Just Mortgage pushed. Matt. Yeah, it's like he sat down at the roulette table, you know, last year with the Durant trade when he first comes in. Like, he just shows up at the casino. He's like, 500 bucks. Let's put it all on black. Oh, comes up red. Okay, damn. Well, let's just double it up again. Like, he's got the mentality. He's like, I got the bankroll. I'll just keep doubling it every time. And I can't lose. Uh, you think if the roulette ball comes off the spinner, he'll grab it and hold it? <laughs> yeah. And not let anybody else take it back? It's possible. But, man, this like the impatience, really, like he fires Monty Williams, obviously, a guy that went to the finals a couple of years ago. He gave away a ton of depth and all of your draft capital to get Kevin Durant, right? And then he goes, uh, you know, all in here, a, a risk, no doubt, doubling down on this massive contract in Bradley Beal. Um, and we'll see how they try and fill out the rest of the roster. And whether it, like you're saying, Trey, like how much does it improve them? Can they get by some of the other elite teams in the Western Conference by just adding Beal and then again trying to figure out the rest of the roster? Like James Jones has got to get to work here. <laughs> he does. I mean, all he's got to, all he has to do now is look at like, sort low to high on free agency prices because yeah. he has no picks he can trade, basically no players he can trade, all the pick swaps are gone, all the second rounders are gone, I'm breaking Tass's laptop <laughs> over here, so James Jones doesn't have a ton to do, he's just got to you know, find a free agency tracker and look for the guys who are left over. Yeah, he's just got one deal to make and and picking up guys off the scrappy, I think Aiton is his ticket. He really doesn't have a lot of cards to play, mm-hmm. uh, as we've said. Cheapies? And DeAndre Ayton's contract turning into a few guys. Again, I, I, I'm all right going into next year with Jock Landale starting. I know they need more depth. They have Bismack Biombo as their center. Jokic is going to cook, uh, but at least Landale is going to fight and not want shots uh, like DeAndre Ayton. If you can get wing defenders, I mean, that's asking a lot, but more just defenders, simply put. Like, Tory Craig is a little old now uh, on their roster. Campaign is still there as the, their point guard. He's there. They really don't even need a point guard anymore with Beal and Booker. Those guys are just going to play, you think that's play the so way. much. Yeah. Well, that's the other part here. I mean, again, unless they can move Aiton for some defensive-minded guys, um, you're, you're asking Devin Booker to be your best perimeter defender. You're asking Kevin Durant basically to be your best uh, you know, interior defender. Yeah, These guys the can do it. For stretches, can they do it for an entire season? I don't. I'm not so sure. Um, even if you're asking them to do less on the offensive end, because now you got Bradley Beal, and and hopefully you know his 25 points a game or whatever, and he needs to hit his three pointer at a huge clip. Like, I you know Simmons brought this up. It's a fair point. Like they need Bradley Beal to be Ray Allen when he came to the Celtics and they started this whole big three era. He needs to be consistently knocking down threes. He's going to get the looks, the catch and shoot looks, obviously with all the attention that Point Book and KD are going to going to warrant and, and and he can like I'm I'm I am excited to see Beal on a freaking good team <laughs> like and see how he fits in with these guys um I I think 
there's been a lot of talk about he sucks, he doesn't play at all, he's washed because he's 30. You know, there is a lot of that, and maybe they'll be proven to be right. I don't think so. I think Bradley Beal's going to kill it on this team. He's going to be just the third who option, the rest of the team you assume? Is. I guess, right? Yeah. Like, he should be. He's yeah. the third best of these guys, so that'll be an adjustment. Being the guy who Absolutely. gets uh, the fewest amount of shots, it was weird for Chris Bosh when he was the third guy. Yep. It was weird for Kevin Love when he was the third guy. So that's definitely uh, an adjustment he's going to have to make. And it's going to be imperative that Vogel gets a lot more interplay from KD, from Booker, and from Bradley Beal because that was not the case with Monty Williams when it was KD and Devin Booker. Right. It was just Booker or KD go stand in the corner and be a spot-up shooter, which yeah. was crazy to, to see happening and probably part of the reason, uh, the lack of creativity, that he is now coaching a different team. But Vogel has to figure out a way to like maximize these three guys and keep two of them on the court at all times. It can be done, but there are ways to like enhance each other rather than just be three good players who Absolutely. are out there together. Absolutely. Especially the way like Booker as a playmaker has improved. Beal has shown that he can be a bit of a playmaker too. So, Absolutely. But you're right. This is a lot of... Of course, now Frank Vogel's got like, holy crap. I got a great team here. Well, I've got uh, some guys. I have a great three-on-three team here. And now we do, they have, do they have an offensive coach? Like an offensive coordinator? Because he's a defense guy. Yeah, it is weird that part that he's they should get coming one. in. Yeah. And look, Money Matt doesn't mind spending, so... Pony up for Mike D'Antoni, maybe. <laughs> Bring awesome. him back. Why not? Right, man. Yeah, I think they've they've filled it out a little bit. They got Miles Simon on their roster, on their head coaching staff. I don't know. Who I else. guess they made Kevin Young the most. Uh, there know, we go. Uh, yeah, maybe he's so. got the most expensive uh, assistant coach so um, contract in the yeah, league. Yeah, Miles Simon and John Lucas that they just yeah, right. they just re up. So that's that's who they're working with. It is really really interesting what they're going to get out of Beal if he's willing to work. Because he's a, a damn good playmaker, too. When he can run pick and roll. If Durant's willing to you know, take possessions off, and I think he will be, you know, where he's not part of the, the main action. Yeah, he averaged like six assists once upon a time. I think his three-point percentage will go up like when he played with John Wall, when he was off the ball mm-hmm. a little bit more. But, yeah, are they going to be involved enough? The, the difference is with uh, Chris Bosh and Kevin Love is, is you know like three ball-handling guards. It's just hard to... Get the ball to all these dudes at all times. So back to the Wizards side of things here. Um, tough to feel good about this deal if you're a Wizards fan, Trey Kirby, or is there a bit of like, all right, we ripped the Band-Aid off. You know, we don't have obviously his albatross of a contract and we are picking a direction which appears to be we're going to be very bad. We're probably doing it a year or two too late, but we are here Multiple now. Multiple years late. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be excited. I'm a, if I'm a Wizards fan, were you guys excited when the Raptors traded Vince Carter? That's what this really reminds me of. They got back Alonzo Mourning, who didn't play, Eric and Aaron Williams, random dudes, and then a couple of late first-round draft picks, yeah. which the Suns or the Wizards would have been very happy to get late first-round draft picks, and maybe the pick swaps turn into something in 2030, but that is a long time from now. Um, I don't know. It's hard to get excited about the Wizards anyways. Their fans don't show up at the beginning of the game, so I don't think they were hyped to be seeing... Kuzma, Porzingis, and Beal once again, but they traded their second leading scorer of all time for nothing. Like, these guys may not even play for the team. Yeah, no, it's very possible. Um, So I would not be happy, but I don't know. To me, I don't mind getting a 10th seed. I don't mind it. (laughs) I I like seeing my team compete in games. Well, they brought in uh, the Clippers uh, singer from the front office there. They brought in Dawkins from OKC's front office there because they wanted to rebuild. I get it. But you can't rebuild without first-round picks. That's that's the confusing part to me. OKC's treasure chest is filled with first-round picks. And maybe they turn Chris Paul into one. I suppose there's a chance there. But this is this is weird. And yeah, I was excited for the Vince Carter trade because I was young and dumb. But at least <laughs> at least there was two first-round picks in that deal. And yeah, they screwed up and they took Joey Graham. And he's an assistant coach with the Denver Nuggets. Oh, no, that's Stephen Graham. Uh, another Graham. But yeah, they screwed up for sure uh, because of, of, the, of the picks just not being there. Yep. If you're a Washington Wizards fan, the, the words first-round pick at least offer some hope. Pick swaps. You know, no, that's not sexy. <laughs> I mean, the pick swaps could be. Maybe. If, if they could be <laughs> Maybe from. Maybe 2026 pick swap could be. Yeah. Could be. Something of note. Could, it could be. It could, the pick swaps could be from 24 because it's not clear where the pick swaps are from. So the pick swaps could be 24. That's not going to be a good pick. Likely that, not. That's no. a Phoenix yeah. Suns first round pick. 
Uh, that's not going to be a good run. Maybe the 26 one and maybe the 2030 one. Those are the three that they have to deal. <laughs> that's weird stuff. Um, so, so should not the new front office of the Wizards, should they have played this out a little longer? Should they have said, well, okay, he's only picking Phoenix, <laughs> but this is a really bad return we're getting. So, no, not right now. And maybe, you know... It, you, maybe he changes his mind or he opens up to other teams at the start of next season or something. I, I'm, I'm spitballing here. Or again, is it just like, all right, let's just get this done and over with. We're probably not going to get a good return as it is, especially with him deciding where the hell he wants That's, to go yeah, exactly. and whatever's coming yeah. back to <laughs> us. Is that it? So you just do this. I guess so. <laughs> if there it's was like, nobody else making an offer. It sort of feels like uh, you've got like a beautiful... Uh, armoire in your house, mm. let's say, Trey. Like a nice okay. piece of okay. old furniture, real wood. Like it's good, is what I'm saying. Like Bradley Beal, like it's 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 something. He's a nice piece of furniture. Yeah, <laughs> but you're it's, it's huge, it's heavy, and it's taking up room. And you just you just want to get it out of your sight mm-hmm. and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, ah, oh, let me just throw this up on Facebook Marketplace, and somebody's like, five dollars, man, I'll come take it. Like I'll get it out of there. And you're like, God, five dollars is like worth five thousand dollars. This is nice. This is something, but you're like, you know what? That's a that's a costly armoire. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but you're like, just come take it. Five bucks, get it out of here, and I don't have to look at it and hopefully never think about it again. I hear you. Bradley Beal is an armoire. I think so. You don't hear but that. But can you imagine if that armoire said to you, I don't want to be in that house? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't like their stairway. Yeah, it says like it says there. on the bottom of the armoire, like, only will go to Phoenix. So now you're even more screwed. So now you have to take a dollar from the one guy in Phoenix. Yeah. It's Fam- like, all right, I'll come get it. Phoenix Suns is engraved on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, return to owner. I don't know. We got pooched. Yeah. Well, when we moved, we literally just threw our armoire in the garbage. Well, I guess $5 Didn't get anything is better than... For it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That was Ikea, though, so a uh, particle board instead. Mm. I, don't know who the, I don't know who the Ikea armoire of the NBA is, but uh, it feels like the, or the Wizards got back what I got back. For my armor. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the Wizards... I didn't Wizards... have to take it to another place. That's it. Right. Which was nice. Saved me packing space. It will be interesting to see how the Wizards handle Chris Paul here. He's got a $30.8 million salary for the 23-24, of which only $15.8 million was previously guaranteed. It's likely becoming fully guaranteed for this trade, though. Uh, and we've got Porzingis and what he's doing with his player option. We obviously got Kyle Kuzma in free agency. But there are reports that... Uh, Chris Paul could be rerouted to the Clippers here. Um, oh, that's a Clippers move, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So, but what yes. if this Chris Haynes was reporting this? You know, Josh Robbins saying that the Wizards were going to talk to Chris Paul and maybe uh, he stays, but probably not. Uh, it's feeling like he, of course, will be moved. And again, this could be like a, a third team being included to make this happen. But thoughts on thoughts on what the Wizards actually just do now here with with all of these guys they've acquired and their big guys that are hitting possibly free agency. Well, they're just saying, yeah, we might keep Chris Paul just to boost the trade value a little bit, right? Just to say, okay, you gotta, you gotta want him a little bit. Give us something, and I think uh, what they're gonna get back is just more money that they can drop. I think that's what's gonna happen, and maybe you attach an asset. I, I saw the Lakers as a possibility. I saw David Aldridge throw this out, Mo Bamba, and. Um, Who's the other pack? The Malik other, Beasley. The other, Malik Beasley. Yeah, those the twosome there that you could literally let go or just have for one more year. You know, turn those into an asset. I, I really, I don't think it's going to turn into anything, but you know, maybe a peripheral asset. But, and that's what's going to happen. The Lakers just seem like destiny. It seems like that's where it's going to happen. And I would rather that happen because at least we know that their guys are going to be on the floor at the end of the season, so they have. You know, Chris Paul could be playing for a championship because this team was pretty good. While with the Clippers, we don't even know what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, AD and LeBron are going to play at some point. Uh, so that's where I see him end up. It's a it's a banana boat. It's official. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, LA seems to make sense, whether it be the Lakers or the Clippers. I guess, I guess the Lakers are a little bit more reliable. Uh, I mean, Anthony Davis has yeah. missed a ton of time in the playoffs as well. But yeah. as uh, I said more... that, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it is. But they are. Oh uh, yeah, they are more so. Uh, I guess than um, Kawhi and PG. Than Kawhi and PG. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers seems to make more sense to me for Chris Paul, but it doesn't feel like we've gotten the signals from LeBron that he really wants to play from Chris Paul, which I would say is a little unusual. Like. 
the mellow stuff was pretty obvious uh, when he wanted mellow to come there. It hasn't been the same uh, for Chris Paul, mm-hmm. but all indications point to somewhere in the crypto.com arena. Porzingis is considering picking up his $36 million player option with the Wizards. And, you know, if he does, is he going to be moved? There was reports going around on the weekend. Uh, NBA insider uh, Evan Massey saying the Wizards had discussions with the Blazers about Porzingis uh, and maybe him going to Portland. You know, I think there was uh, some concern that it would be for the number third, for the third pick, excuse me, in the draft. I don't think it would be for that, but could it be for Nurkic or Nasir Little and like maybe the 23 pick that they have? Uh, Maybe there's something there. And then they got to figure out what they're doing with Kyle Kuzma, too, who's definitely going to test free agency here. He's not going to pick up a $13 million player option when he can probably make $20 million annually. And they got to figure out, is that him sticking there or or not? hope the Wizards get an asset here or there. Uh, I mean, they have their own picks yes. uh, in general if, if they're, they stay in the lottery, which they're going to stay in the lottery. Uh, but Chris Alsporzing is a real interesting one. It, maybe there's a sign in trade there. Chris Alsporzing is, is going to want to get paid right here, right now, I think. We're seeing money being handed out. I think we are going to see a lot of deals because of the CBA on the horizon. It penalizes everybody. So I think we are going to see deals pretty hot and heavy over the, over the next couple of weeks. And Chris Alsporzingis could be one of them. Why wouldn't he? He just had. So you think, a solid you think year. he opts out of a $36 million deal to take probably less money annually, but for longer? Yeah. Or that is a sign and trade. Right. Uh, but right. either way, yeah, why not? You don't think somebody will pay Chris Porzingis after he played 65 games this past season, had a fairly good year, 25 per year for four years? I would take that money uh, right now before the CBA kicks in. And the league is going bigger. He is quite large. Why not? Why not? Uh, if you're if you're Chris Porzingis and his agent, you got to do it, I think. So who's willing to do it? That's uh, that's a, a tough question, uh, for sure. But teams like doing sign-in trades now, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do. And they'll take anything back. The Wizards will take anything back, <laughs> as we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Especially if they want to be the absolute worst team in the league next year, which they're they're setting themselves up to be. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, honestly, the presence of Porzingis probably doesn't change whether or not they're going to be one of the worst teams in the probably league. They not. might be the fifth worst team if he's their star, but um. They should hope either way that they find a sign-and-trade for him or that he opts into this $36 million option and then they can trade him because this is a good way for the Wizards to get a first-round pick back. There are lots of competitive teams who will be interested in Porzingis. Like, I saw Porzingis was trending on Twitter today, and it's like Celtics fans want him, Warriors fans, the Lakers fans. They want everybody. The Blazers want him. So there will be a market for Porzingis. He's one of the better players available. He had a healthy, good season for him. So uh, this would be the time to strike for the Wizards because there ain't no reason to bring him back. And if you're truly rebuilding, like this is an opportunity to get an asset for the future. Just to put a button on this, uh, we got to bring up the Miami Heat. I know we were we slipped them in there and talking about the Beal part of this because they have long been mentioned as a potential landing spot for Beal. I mean, it came down to Phoenix. It came down to Miami by all accounts. Um, and we were getting, you know, reports, like you said, deals. Is it is it Lowry? Is it Duncan? Or is it Oladipo? You know, is it Jovich? Is it the 18th pick? Is it future picks? Like, the Miami Heat had way more draft capital. And we're hearing, you know, from Chris Haynes now that, or maybe even included with this whole Beal situation, is like, their focus is now on Damian Lillard, the Miami Heat. And it's like, okay. And, and maybe this was like a part of the whole Wizards rushing to just get off of Beal and get off of the, that massive contract because of the concern of, like, is Lillard right around the corner and is that more enticing to people? I guess that's a possibility. But any thoughts on Lillard heat rumors here uh, heating up, pun intended? <laughs> or you don't believe this and it's still help, or you still think Portland's focusing on trying to get a better team around Damian Lillard? I think we're going to have a bonkers week. I think there are going <laughs> to be a, right I think there are gonna be a lot of deals uh, that will transpire. I do think this is a huge reason why the Wizards struck. Just said, let's get this going. We don't want to be left with no pick swaps. <laughs> I mean, that's as that's that's all they got. It's that's wild. But I, I think they they the only route was uh, Phoenix. They had to do that, I guess. Maybe it didn't matter if it was two weeks from now. That's a very confusing situation with the Wizards. But Lillard and the Heat, I'm buying them. Lillard was putting it out there a few weeks ago, more so than he's ever put out there before that he was willing to move on. 
uh, from Portland in that interview with Brian Custer, where he was thrown out nets. Sure. Bam. Love that guy. Played with him in the Olympics. And uh, the Heat are willing to go all in as well. Seems like the cost is low out there. But, yeah, the, the problem is, who are, who are the Heat bidding with uh, for Damian Lillard? It's not going to be as low as a Washington Wizards price, but it seems like it's going to be fairly low. Mm. Uh, so those first-round picks, sure. Um, and then you get back into the players of, like, you know, your Lowry Robinson, maybe hero uh, category. Try any thoughts on... Chris Haynes here reporting. You know, he's obviously pretty locked in when it comes to Damian Lillard. You have to pay yes, attention. Uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, we haven't gotten the trade request from Chris Haynes. So I don't think B or uh, Lillard is going to get traded until he makes a trade request. It'll be just like Kevin Garnett in Minnesota. He will stick it out as long as possible. And then whenever he decides to make the change, Portland will honor that trade request and everybody will feel good about it, but it doesn't feel like that has happened yet. So I imagine uh, Joe Cronin has a very busy week on the phones because it's either trading Lillard or trading the third pick. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't end Thursday having Lillard and a, a number three draft pick. You just can't do it. You either have to have the number three pick and we're going forward trying to win with Scoot or Brandon Miller, or you trade that pick and Simons to try and bring in somebody who's going to help uh, Lillard right now. Maybe it's Porzingis. Maybe he's in the mix now uh, that, uh, that the Wizards have chosen their path. But I don't know. The Blazers are definitely going to get more for Lillard than the Wizards did for Beal just because of no trade clause. I mean, if Wash- David Aldridge said Washington wanted multiple first rounders from the Heat. So they were offering that for Beal. They could offer three, 23, 27, I think, and 29. Like they can offer a lot of picks and they can offer young players if they wanted to do Hero. They could throw in Lowry, Robinson, all the stuff that the. Wizards would have loved to get for Beal. Yeah. The Blazers could actually get it for Damian Lillard, but not until he says so. Yeah. yeah. Did Beal not want to go to Miami because he didn't want to pull a Kevin Durant joining a team that just went to the finals? Because it doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, other than that. I mean, both warm weather cities. He likes it hot. Heat and Suns. <laughs> Heat and Suns. Uh, this team that just got to the finals, you could say it's a slightly easier you know, route to get there in the Eastern Conference, if you want to look at it that way. That's the it's just it's just strange. I think uh, he wanted to play with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I think those guys are like at the top of most players' lists of like, I'd love to play with those guys. Personal opinion. <laughs> but uh, that's what I think. I mean, at least Kevin Durant, wherever he goes, people are like, yeah, I'd love to play with a super team mm-hmm. with that guy. <laughs> and I think Bev- Devin Booker is, uh, you know, along those lines. But yeah, why did he ultimately? Is it the it's is it the father son relationship here in the front offices and the agents? I mean, he Could ultimately be. selected it. He selected Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember Bradley Beal saying, uh, first and foremost, his nickname is the Big Panda because he eats a ton. And then I remember he put on a ton of sympathy weight when his wife was pregnant. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to go through the Miami Heat training regimen. <laughs> <laughs> it's Too a little tough. easier in Phoenix. It's easier, more laid back. <laughs> they don't have a body fat percentage check in. Is he a big golfer? Do we know that? Does Bradley Beal hit the links? A lot of probably. Golf he's a, he's a very rich guy, I imagine he does. <laughs> probably, probably. All it, right. It would have been a better fit basketball wise in Miami. Just he would have the ball. More because mm. of, because it's Bam rather than Kevin Durant and uh, and Devin Booker, but we'll never know. We'll never know. I like the, the body fat percentage; it's not bad. You, know, you don't have you don't have Pat <laughs> Riley com- there. coming up and squeezing the gut. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's it's just wild. It's Is wild. this a super team? You think, or just a big three? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I think there's a difference. There is. Okay, yeah. what's the difference? explain the difference? Yeah. Well, this ain't a super team. That's the difference. <laughs> this is three very, very good players who make up a huge portion of the cap. But I think you have to have multiple MVPs for it to be a, a super okay. team or at least multiple finals MVPs. So, like, I'm willing to I'm – in, I'm including the Miami Heat. Right. They had Dwayne Wade uh, as a finals MVP, and then LeBron joined him as a reigning MVP. I don't think this is quite the So, same. the Warriors, I assume, was a was – Come on. The Warriors are the most team. super of teams. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when Durant got there – he didn't have finals MVP. He had an MVP, he had an MVP though. though. Yeah. He had an MVP. Yeah. Curry had his, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, but, I like but that. But then the Celtics weren't one either. Then they only won one championship. I agree. They weren't a super team. Big three. They started. They the had three. a big three. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you on that. So there's been and one they super absolutely team are in big history. Three. I mean, where does Beal no, rank? Where does Beal rank in um in the league right now? What is he? To you, is he top? So, because I see everybody go from top twenty, top twenty-five. Some say no, not even close. He's more like at the back end, like top forty, top thirty-five. 
Where do you put him? Probably like right. top thirty. Yeah, um, right too. Like he's probably he's in the top ten among guards, but on the lower end of that, I would say. Yeah, you. Uh, Give me your entire list right now, yeah. off the top of your head. No, <laughs> well, he's not making all NBA, I don't think, at this point. Top th- top six guards in the league. Unlikely. Is he? Pretty unlikely. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let's hear your thoughts on this blockbuster deal here. Bradley Beal going to the Phoenix Suns. Is it a super team or is it a big three? <laughs> Do you even like it? Will it work? Are they screwed? They have no picks for like the rest of their future here. They are really convinced or hoping that uh, this results in a championship next season or maybe the season after that because, man, then it gets dark real quick. And what do you think about the Wizards' return? And should he have maybe gone to Miami? All of this stuff that we just dissected here. Let's hear your thoughts here on the stream team or tweet at us at no dunk we got to take a break. One break, quick one, and when we come back, uh, our Toronto Raptors... Every player that plays for them is involved in a trade rumor right now, so we'll talk about that. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, I promised you it was a quick break. We're back here in the Classic Factory. If you're joining us live on YouTube, we love to see it. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Share the show. All you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. I have a question for you guys. How do you want to tackle, tackle Excuse me, all these Raptors trade rumors? You want me to chuck them all at you at <laughs> once or go piece by piece here? What would you prefer? Whatever you're in the mood for. I, I want to talk about Pascal Siakam, really. Okay, we'll go piece by piece. That's uh, the interesting one. This one by way of Jake Fisher at Yahoo Sports. The Hawks have Pascal Siakam on their radar. Ooh. So, this intrigues you. <laughs> yeah. On the radar. That always intrigues me. I, I think On the radar. Expressing interest. <laughs> Circling player X. I love all the ways you can say this stuff. They're circling Pascal. The Hawks are a team. You seemingly, they want to go all in. There's there's a few of those teams, right? It just feels like there's... That's why it feels like there's going to be some moves this week. Uh, so, Pascal Siakam, 29 years of age. Is Masai Ujiri ready to cut Pascal Siakam and go... The Hawks, I'm not sure what re- what the return is there, I, I, I've heard the Blazers Siakam smoke. Yep. That's pretty interesting. I think a little bit more than the Hawks situation because if they are willing to give up the number three pick, the the rumors are that they're more interested in Pascal Siakam than they are OG Ananobi, who has been rumored for the number three pick. That's uh, more of a talking point than I think this Hawks deal. Uh, but Siakam smoke is... Very real right now. Should the Raptors move Siakam right now? I think there's... Yeah, if you get the right package, I think it might be time. Mm. You have an opinion on that? We've seen seen him trade DeMar DeRozan. Similar age. Success. Maybe we reached our ceiling in a similar way. Yeah, I could see it happening. It's time to explore things, at the very least. Just like the Bulls with Zach Levine. Like, the time is now (laughs) to see what's available. There's a lot of overlap for Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. Like, those are your top two guys. They play the same position. They basically play the exact same way. Siakam's obviously older. He's more expensive, so he would be able to bring back more. But I don't know. You guys like John Collins? You like DeAndre Hunter? Because that's the player return you're likely getting. The Hawks do have picks that they can trade. They've got 2024 Kings first-round pick. They've got their own 2023 first-rounder, and then they got one in the way future. 29, I don't know if the Raptors could expect to get three first-round picks, but maybe you pick a couple of those. Um, And a player as well, A.J. Griffin. I'm a fan. That would probably be the young guy that you're getting. Uh, But it does feel weird. I agree that the Raptors would be trading 
like a borderline all NBA forward for some other forwards. Yeah. It would be about getting the picks, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I would rather have the number three pick in Simons as well, if they could do it. Yeah, that does seem more enticing. Uh, if that's if that's the direction the Raptors are going to go, and Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster, man, they they slow play things, and there are not a lot of leaks when it comes to the Raptors and that front office too. We don't we don't really ever know until it actually happens. Uh, and Shams and Woj is telling us of a particular trade. Very very infrequently do we like get like, ooh, that's a real leak from the Raps. Um, but they have decisions to make here. Uh, obviously with the makeup of their team and, uh, you know, Fred Van Bleet and OG, which we're going to get to here in a second. But, yeah, I think I'm more intrigued, if they are real, a Blazers deal led by Simons in the number three pick for Siakam than I am any of these things coming back from the Atlanta Hawks, personally. I'm with you. Yeah. And yeah. there's it just feels like there's a lot of sharks in the water, a lot of sharks that want to go for it right here, right now, like your Hawks, like your Blazers, potentially, potentially. if they if they choose the, the non-trading Damian Lillard route. Might be time. Might be time to pounce right now because deals aren't going to get done 12 months from now. It's going to be dead zone. It's going to be so dead uh, <laughs> next year before the CBA is signed. Before the CBA gets into the, that second deal or second year, I should say. This is now. Time is now. So you're you're the radars, ex- you're the radar's going beep 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 beep, beep 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 beep. Couple emergency podcasts coming our yeah, way. Yeah, okay. radars are hot now. Next year, you can lose all those terms. Well, if Masai Ujiri wanted three first-round picks for OG Ananobi, how many does he want for Pascal Siakam? I mean, probably wants 100. Uh, well, let's talk about OG, because several teams have expressed trade interest in Ananobi. Uh, we had the Pacers being linked to him, Sacramento Kings, the Blazers, um, you know, ahead of last year's draft were, uh, were linked with uh, OG there. And according to reports, the Grizzlies are dangling future first-round draft picks to make an upgrade on the wing. TK, we'll start with you here. Um, OG Ananobi. He obviously seems to be the type of player, especially under the contract he is, uh, that you could put into a lot of teams and not miss a beat as a perimeter defender that can hit a shot. And he's got a good contract. And, like, look at the last two teams we saw win championships. The Warriors and the Nuggets. They had super athletic wings who did enough on offense and then played yeah. incredible defense that you're like, I can see OG Ananobi slotting into like an Aaron Gordon, KCP, Andrew Wiggins sort of zone. Totally. Does different things, but like the exact same sort of player can do just enough on offense that you get a huge benefit from having him out there defensively. I personally like him the most on the Kings. I think would be awesome like to move on from Harrison Barnes. You go forward with your starting forwards as Ananobi and Keegan Murray. That's incredible. Alongside uh, their all-NBA guys in Fox and Sabonis, that could be a really nice-looking team. Or the Grizzlies, whenever John Morant comes back and we see what they actually look like. he w- OG, I think, could have helped put the Grizzlies over the top last year if Ja was able to stay on the court. Um, but that's definitely an interesting one as well. Will will the Raptors get back three to four first-round picks? That doesn't seem to be the case nah. this summer. You ain't getting that kind of a deal, which is uh, maybe why... The Raptors are taking so many calls. What? What's the price right now? What are we paying up this summer? Did yeah. I mess it up? You right. think besides think I messed it up? I should have traded up these guys at the trade deadline? It's, it's possible. It's sort of TBD, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, because the opposite could be true, where a desperate, desperate team is like, all right, fine, fine, three picks. We need them. We need the help. We we He fills a, a, a hole in our roster. And like for all the reasons you just said, we think OG takes us to – you know, potential championship with the other players we have on our team, whatever that team is. We will see here. Uh, what do you think on OG? I don't think they're ever getting three first-round picks. I think that was just a, that that hot, hot rumor that they wanted. And Masai is a oh, he's a beast of a bargainer. He's so he's, well, he 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 believes he has to win every single trade, and he's got a great track record. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of L's on the record, but this is why I think they must be frustrating as hell to. To call up Messiah and Bobby. Yeah, I and, saw like, trade. Matt Moore. Yeah, there was reports. That, like, basically, teams hate calling the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're probably. Spurs. Spurs love it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Spurs always get a first round that's pick true. out of the Raptors. That's true, true, true. With the Pirtle deal there, yeah. And Thad Young. Yeah. But if you're trading for OG Ananobi, you think you're one piece away, probably. Like, really close. Yeah. And, oh, the Sacramento Kings with OG Ananobi? Yeah, what a fit. Uh, what a phenomenal fit. So they should be willing to give up. A decent amount, but I do think Masai Ujiri could have gotten more for a bunch of these pieces, as we're seeing around the league a couple of years ago. Last offseason, you know, the whole, the whole Kevin Durant scenario. 
But uh, people will pay for OG and Anobi. What's the going rate? Well, Masai's going to get the most. We know that. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and then final report here. The Rockets, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Magic have all shown interest in Fred Van Vliet. According to league insider Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, Udoka and the Rockets, they're believed to really want like a floor general here. We've talked about the Rockets wanting to get a vet to add to all their young guys. They enter free agency with like $60 million in salary cap flexibility. So one viable option on the marketplace could be Van Vliet, who sounds like is going to get a contract in around, around the $30 million annual mark here. Probably you would assume like three years, something like that. Maybe even more. Could be like three for 33. I don't know. Um, what do you think of those teams reportedly interested in Van Vliet and maybe even the, the Rocket side of things? Yeah, the two takeaways I have from this is, number one, that Van Vliet's going to be leaving the Raptors. There's just too much interest league-wide. There's a little bit of cap space out there, and he's one of the best players who could feasibly actually change teams. So I think one of these teams makes sense, and to me it's the Rockets because that's the other takeaway from me is that we're hearing a lot more about Fred Van Vliet going to the Rockets right now than we are James Harden going to the Rockets. So I wonder if that's starting to be more so of a done deal, him heading back to Philadelphia, in which case... The Rockets do need to add some veteranship. They need a point guard. They need some defense. All things that Fred Van, v- Fred Van Vliet would bring uh, to Houston. Not to mention, if you're looking for a guy to learn like the ropes of the NBA, how about an undrafted guy who made it to all-star level and winning a championship? That's yep. kind of like the perfect veteran to be teaching people. The Rockets and Fred Van Vliet is perfect, I think, uh, for, for a lot of those reasons. Also, just because he is one of the best free agents, as you said, out there and... I think the Rockets want to want to. They want a big fish uh, this off season, and that could be the biggest of fish. He has come to free agency. He's become a free agent at, at the perfect time uh, for him, and I could see that. I could see him wanting a fresh start. Number one, number two, being the the leader of a team in Houston that's extremely young, and I could see maybe uh, the Rockets and and their front office saying. Maybe it's better to go with a younger guy than James Harden after uh, after maybe thinking on it uh, for a bit. But it does seem like James Harden is going back to Philadelphia. But this is, a, this is a hot time. This is such a hot time. I hope Michael Scotto has things to talk about 12 months from now because I'm not, I'm not sure he will. Yeah, you're really concerned <laughs> uh, about that. I'm so concerned about all these writers and these rumors. Scotto will find a way, though. He always does. It could be very weird especially for us as Raptors fans, if any of this is true, like it's, this could be a completely different Raptors team heading into next season, which isn't a bad thing. Like I think like who's untouchable. Scotty Barnes is not going anywhere. It feels like because they traded a first round pick that they'll be re-signing Pirtle. So, you know, he's there, but then if it, it's getting to the point where, yeah, either Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. is gone, if not both of them in free agency, and then maybe either OG or Siakam is gone in whatever incredible deal Masai is trying to like whip together here. Uh, either promising young players, be it Simons and, and, and picks and stuff like that, or whatever. Maybe a surprise team that comes out of nowhere and wants one of those guys. Like there's going to be like two or three completely just like core pieces of a championship team gone, and that's probably right <laughs> because what's the what's the ceiling just to run this team back? Good, yes. good, but not great. Yep, it feels like even the, a new coach. Yeah, it feels like the the twenty eighteen year where Demar and Lowry just we're getting there, we're doing well, but not enough, and so it might be time to move on. I, I mean, I, I do, I do buy these rumors. So the Raptors sure. are going to trade for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again. I mean, sick. Well, no, sick in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be funny. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. 
No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. We had a retirement in the NBA. A legend, some would say. Some would say a player's favorite player. Lou Williams has retired. 17 seasons for Lou Will. Drafted way back when. Let's check the accomplishments of Lou Williams. Out of high school in the second round, 45th pick way back in 05, the last time you could draft out of high school, ended up being the all-time leading bench scorer. Incredible. Ever. Nearly well, over 13,000 points off the bench. Added a couple thou more as a starter. Three-time sixth man of the year. But, you know, on that, he said there wasn't a role for him as a starter. There wasn't a position that coaches were giving him. So he invented his own and uh, <laughs> and became that guy. Now only LeBron remains as a high school draftee uh, from wow. way back when. Uh, that's the only one left. And... Uh, yeah, he's like he's got some other accomplishments. Let's let's throw these out here. There's a chicken wing, chicken wing <laughs> named after Lou Williams at Atlanta's Magic City Strip Club. It's called the Lou Will Lemon Pepper BBQ. Mm-hmm. Drake made a song about him, trying to get him to Six Man of the Year trophy. It worked. It worked. Yep. Yes. <laughs> In that. 2015, yeah, we got that button. Their uh, their little marketing package. That button. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, six man like Lou Will. Every every time you press that button, you know it's like. Where uh, is that button? Well, we know. turned it into a lock it in button at one point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we had. Oh, more oh than JD's one of got them. it. Yeah. JD, it's right there. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I forgot that we, there was yeah, a don't button. Worry don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's not that important. It's, it's like yeah, like a buzzer in a, in a little board game that you're playing and. Uh, Guys did love him, as I said. You know, he used to say, "I'm your favorites player, favorites player." No, favorite player's favorite player. That's how you say there that. There you go. And uh, like Emmanuel quickly, if you remember, getting on the floor and saying, "You're the man. I love you." And so it's I it's an you. it's an interesting. <laughs> he's one of the coolest players ever, <laughs> and he's also cool. Yeah, yeah. I was going to put cool on that graphic uh, <laughs> as well. Just super cool. So that's the Lou Williams package. He didn't play this past year. He played from 05 to 22. Took a, a year off as, I guess, he was trying to get signed, but it didn't happen. What do you remember him as the most? What team do you remember him oh, That's as? a good question. Because he bounced. Uh, wow. Which team do I remember him with the most? Played the most years with the Philadelphia yeah, 76ers. Yeah, I was going to say Sixers. To start his career, but then lots of... Clippers a little bit for me. Yeah. 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 Clippers and Hawks a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's from here. I mean, he, Gwinnett, he yeah. went to South Gwinnett High School, which is like 30 minutes east of here, uh, and was like obviously a spectacle. Um, it was before we had moved here, but by all accounts, it was like packing gyms to see this kid and how he played and how special he was. Um, but yeah, I get, oh, that's tough. I guess I go Philly. I think that's the team that first pops into my head, probably just because of the longevity of him staying there. 
felt like he played for more teams in my head too. But you want to guess them in order? Only six. Mm. Right? It's, it's tough in order. There's a there's some curveballs thrown in. Here. Well, it's yeah. Philly starts yeah. in Philly. Toronto? Nope. No. Yeah, that's a, a serious curveball. Quick ball. stop here. He had a quick quick stop. stop with Houston. Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay, Two seasons a... with Atlanta. 13-14. Then Toronto. Toronto. Then he uh, here's the curveball. He played to me. one year. Here's in the, Toronto. That's he the went weird to Toronto. Thing. Played feels, one feels season. Like he played Drake made a song about him. He won an award, and then he was gone too. I'm looking at it. Is, so is the Lakers or Rockets? Lakers, I know Lakers and Rockets yeah. same season. Then Clippers, and then he was Atlanta for 21 and 22. Oh, there you so go. he made yeah. it back to the Clippers oh, again. Okay. He went back to the Clippers, and he went back, back to, to the, the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, okay. Because he's like, hang oh, on. So that's LA why I think Atlanta he played for more teams. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LA is sweet, and Atlanta is sweet. Great party cities. Um, everybody will remember him having two girlfriends. And that photo of him with Allen Iverson from when, like, Lou Williams was a rookie. Lou Williams was, like, Allen Iverson's rookie. So that's part of why Lou Williams is so cool. He's got incredible Iverson stories that he's been telling his entire career. Yeah. And there's that picture of them sitting on a couch wearing, like, the biggest shirts and pants you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life. There's, like, four people's worth of fabric on the couch, but just Lou Williams and Allen Iverson sitting together. <laughs> he, uh, Lou Williams blocked me on Twitter because I said something about him having two girlfriends. <laughs> Complimentary, by the way. He didn't like it. He was tired of hearing about it. I don't know if I'm still blocked by him or not. Uh, quick trivia off of Lou Williams here. You said uh, he scored 13,000-plus points off the bench. You guys want to see if you can name the uh, the top ten of most points wow. scored? Jamal. Coming off the pine, Jamal Crawford, number two. Yeah, Lou Williams, one. Jamal Crawford, two. There's only one other guy that ever hit over 10,000 off the bench. Oh, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Uh, uh, you know, it was just Father's Day. and Great great tie into the NBA. Del Curry. Del Curry. Yep, yep, there you yep, go. 11,000-plus yep, yep. points for him. Uh, keep going if you want. Uh, we're talking Six. Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. How about Vinny Johnson? No, no, no. Oh, yes. Vinny Johnson Vinny is on the Johnson. list. And there's another Johnson, but not who you said. Another Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Does he have a, a, a you know. very common first name as well? Well, there's, in fact, I would say yes, because there's two of these guys no. in the NBA history. Joe? No, not Joe. Irvin. No, not Irvin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. There was two Irvins, but uh, one always two. started as far as Joe um, Another could, Johnson. On. Yeah, there's Marcus. No, 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 no. Dennis. He played for the Suns. He played for like Eddie. 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 Wasn't there two Eddie Johnsons? Yeah. yeah. Edward. So Eddie Johnson's fourth. You got Vinny. Manu didn't make this. He did. He did. Uh, Manu Ginobili. He's on the timer. list. And then uh, a couple other great names that you can get. Havlicek. No, no, no. He didn't. I, well, oh, Mikhail did some work. Man. Oh yeah. Who'd you say? Mikhail. Mikhail's Kevin's on the list. Yep. I think he makes ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, he's ninth. Kevin McHale, ninth. In very, uh, very few games. Michael Cooper, Byron Scott. No. Kevin Willis, just because he played Scott forever. I give you a little. Give oh, Jay. He's ten. Yet. Jason Terry, ten. That's a good one. And then these two are tough, but this guy won Sixth Man of the Year twice. I want to say. I'm gonna look that up, but okay, I, th- I think okay. he won it twice. Ricky Pierce. There you go. Yep. Nice one. Ricky Pierce. And then one more name. Just a great, great first name that I think is underrated when I look at it. That's a great name. But uh, no, there's never (laughs) been another one of these guys, I don't think. No, he's the only, only name in NBA history (laughs) with this name. God Sham God. Uh, What can I give you? I think he played for the Jazz. Thurl Bailey. That's right. <laughs> Thurl. <laughs> Thurl. What a, a name. name yeah. Thurl. <laughs> yes, Thurl Bailey. So the list uh, goes like this as I pop it back up here. Most points off the bench in NBA history. Lou Williams leads the way with 13,000 plus. Then you got Jamal Crawford, Del Curry, Eddie Johnson, Ricky Pierce, two times sixth man of the year. Thurl Bailey. What a name. Ginobili. Vinnie Johnson, Kevin McHale, and Jason Terry. Stat Muse coming through with that. Yeah. You could, Lou Williams, what a career. Yeah, you could have, like, accomplishments board and then just cool factor. <laughs> yeah. Cool stuff. factor. Just, yeah. just killing it. Sport, For sure. Uh, I always remember that this is a rando, but I kind of remember him as a clipper. And he was tied with Blake Griffin for the leader of points per game on that team, even though he came off the bench. Mm. He was awesome off the bench that year. 22 points per game. 
dropped a 50 spot once upon a time. Had a great year, man. Fading left jumper, Lou Williams, no doubt. Good uh, foul drawer. Did you see the video that he uh, had up on Instagram to announce this retirement? His yeah, that was really well done. It was. I thought that was such a slick edit. The only thing I kept thinking about then was obviously Bradley Beal being traded to the Suns, and they need players. Lou Williams should play for the Phoenix Suns. Come out of retirement. Sure. <laughs> Try and win a ring. Try and win a chip. Doesn't have one of those. But no, he's done. What a, what a career. Sweet Lou. Lou Williams forever. Let's call it there, guys. We will be back later this week. Whatever other blockbuster trades happen. Tass says it's going to be a busy week. I agree with you. I with agree, the draft with, on I agree with me, too. We got to do some sort of uh, draft preview, maybe even a mock draft, as we get ready for Thursday night. So make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button. Share the show with your friends. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review, and we'll be back before you know it. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Blank scored the most points off the bench this year. Who's that Blank? Bobby Portis. Interesting. I haven't looked it up yet. But, uh... Oh. It's either Brogdon, No, you know, Malik Monk. Put me down for Malik Monk. I just wanted to say names. Uh, we do. Wrong. You go. We go. NBA.com. Get out of here. Basketball okay, reference okay. for the benchers. Stat Muse will tell you. Are we looking? Yeah, we'll do it later. Okay. Tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow, Tune in tomorrow. or tomorrow. maybe whenever we see you to find out the answer to that incredible question. Brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.